Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 71 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to share with you how to find property deals during lockdown. Now, many property investors believe it's not possible to find deals during this third national lockdown. There's still massive uncertainty due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and it is difficult to view properties. But the property market is still open, unlike the very first lockdown, which means actually it's a really good time to reach out to estate agents to secure some great property deals in your area. Now, estate agents were all very busy with the unexpected mini property boom during the last six months of 2020. Now, this was mainly driven by the stamp duty holiday, which is due to expire at the end of March this year. But this has dramatically cooled off now. And so estate agents are not as busy as they were before. And so they might have a lot more time for you. Now, you'd think that estate agents should be the perfect relationship with investors because obviously investors want to buy property and estate agents want to sell property. Unfortunately, it's not as simple as that. The main problem is that most estate agents have a pretty dim view of property investors because sadly, most investors really don't know what they're doing. Estate agents sometimes view investors as time wasters who only ever make low offers and they don't normally deliver on their promises. They change their mind. Now, of course, this is a generalization, but it is generally true. However, estate agents can be a great source of deals if you know how to approach them in the correct way. So instead of asking them if they've got any deals or motivated sellers, there are five specific questions that you can ask them to get them thinking in a different way. This is so they show you properties where the sellers may be motivated and so flexible on price and also terms. Now, of course, once you've proved yourself to an estate agent, you can get into their little black book of contacts, which means you're one of the investors they call whenever they get a really good deal. So in the meantime, you've got these five questions you can use. So the first question I would ask at this time is, have you had any sales fall through due to COVID-19? Now, the national statistics in the normal market conditions are that one in three sales fall through. Now, this is for a number of reasons. Often it's difficulty getting finance, uh, problems with surveys, such as unexpected problems or down valuations, or sometimes just the buyer changing their mind. However, due to COVID-19 pandemic and the massive uncertainty about future property prices, more sales than ever are falling through. Some of the valuations are not stacking up and properties are being downvalued and also it's getting harder to get finance. So there is a massive time of uncertainty right now. Now, if you think about it from a seller's point of view, it can be really stressful when a sale falls through. I know I've had it happen to me in the past. The seller feels like they've lost months of time and they can suddenly be back to square one needing to find a new buyer. Even if they do find another buyer, there's always the worry in the back of their mind that that second sale could also fall through. Now, all these sellers want is peace of mind and certainty that the next sale will definitely come through. This means that the seller might be far more flexible on price if they know that you're a reliable buyer. So this could be a great opportunity for you, for the seller and for everyone involved. 
Now, one of my clients last week shared with me they'd just purchased the property that had previously sold for 130,000, but it stopped fallen through because of COVID, and the seller had accepted 107,000 because they needed a really quick sale. So even during this time, there were some great discounts still available. So the second question I would ask an estate agent is, do you have any empty properties? The why of an empty property could motivate the seller to sell at a good price. Now, there are four reasons why a property could be empty. First of all, it could be repossessed. And you can spot these because often they look a bit trashed. Um, they often have the black and yellow tape around the um, cooker and the sanitary unit saying do not use. And unfortunately, the previous owner might have damaged it on the way out because they're a bit bitter about the repossession. So they're very easy to spot. The problem with those properties is you're dealing with banks. They're not going to be creative and flexible. They just want to get a quick sale. And also a lot of people look for this type of property. The next one is a deceased estate. So it looks a bit dated and might be in need of um, modernization. Often it's got some furniture in it. Um, and someone's obviously lived there for a number of years and they probably haven't really made any recent improvements to the property. So there's a great scope to add value to those kind of properties. Some people like properties like that. Many people who are buying property don't like to have to do any work. So it's a great opportunity for you to pick up those deals. Uh, the third reason why a property could be empty is maybe the family who live there have moved on. Now you can spot these because often they're in good condition, but they're completely empty with no furniture at all. If that's the case, it could well have been a residential home that someone was living in and the owners already moved out and they're now renting or buying, they bought somewhere else already whilst they're trying to sell this property. Uh, the final one is if it's an ex-rental property. So you've got a landlord who's got a property um, they don't want anymore. Often it looks a bit tired. It might have some odd bits of unmatching furniture in it. Um, and that's probably a good clue that it's a landlord selling that property. So anyone who has an empty property, it's not good for them. They might be promoted to sell at a good price. The third question I would ask is, do you have any properties that are listed as cash buyers only? Now, there are a number of reasons why a property might be listed as cash buyers only. Usually it's because it's not possible to get a mortgage on the property. And so the estate agent thinks it needs to be purchased by someone with cash. Now, there are not as many cash buyers in the market. And so for this reason, these cash only purchases are often at a lower than market price. Now, the reasons why a mortgage can't be obtained on a property include, first of all, a short lease. So if a property has got less than 70 years on the lease, then it's very difficult to get a mortgage, unless obviously you get that extended. Now, often the owner doesn't have the money to do this themselves, so they sell it at a discount with a short lease. Maybe the property is uninhabitable. What that means is it doesn't have a kitchen or maybe a bathroom, so it can't really be lived in, and so you can't get a mortgage on it. Maybe there's a structural defect. So the property might have subsidence, which means it's sinking into the ground. And of course, you can't get a mortgage. But again, that can be fixed using the right builder and you can get a certificate to say it's been fixed and then get a mortgage. So all of these issues can be fixed with a bit of time. And so a great strategy that you can use is you agree to buy the property at the cash price but first of all, you secure it on a purchase option for maybe say six months. This will give you time to fix the problem before you buy it, 
which means you'll then be able to get a mortgage on it, but you're actually buying at a low cash only price. So it's a really good strategy. Um, next question I'd ask is, do you have any properties where there's more than one agent selling it? Now, often sellers will list their properties with two or more agents in an attempt to find a buyer quickly. This is a big clue that they're really motivated to sell their property quickly. And so they might be flexible on the price and or the terms of the sale. Now, the seller may not be flexible on, on the price, you know, um, but it's certainly worth looking at those properties. Now, I've actually found sometimes properties where there might be four different agents looking to try and sell that property. So obviously that's a pretty motivated seller. Now, hopefully the estate agents will want to work with you because if there are multiple agents selling the property, they may be concerned that they will not earn any commission if another agent finds a buyer. So if the estate agent believes that you are a credible buyer, then they might be more motivated to work with you and find a win-win for the vendor and also for you. Now, if the agent doesn't think you are a credible buyer, then you can always approach the other estate agents who are selling it and have a go with them. So it really is a great opportunity if a property is listed with multiple agents. Um, and then another question is, do you have any properties that are listed for sale and for rent? Sometimes you see properties listed like this. They've got a to let sign outside and they've also got a for sale sign. Now, this means the owner ultimately wants to sell their property, but would consider renting the property in the meantime um, while they're unable to sell. Now, if a property is listed for sale and rent, it's very unlikely they're going to get a tenant in to come and rent the property because that tenant might be worried that at any point the property could be sold and they might have to leave. So they often struggle to find a tenant. And this is a great opportunity for you because this is perfect for purchase lease options, otherwise known as PLOs, where you rent out the property with the right to buy in the future. Now, if you say to an estate agent that you want to buy the property in five years time, they won't be very supportive and they'll probably tell you to get lost because they're concerned they won't get their commission for five years because they generally get paid when the sale completes. However, with a PLO, you can arrange for the estate agent to receive their commission for selling the property when the PLO contracts are signed. That means they're going to get paid in three or four weeks instead of the normal three or four months, which is how long a conventional sale might take to complete. Now, once the estate agent understands this, you'll find they are far more supportive of this creative strategy, which means you can take control of a property so you can gain cash flow and potential equity growth from a property you don't even own. PLOs can be a very powerful tool that you can use to control property to get this cash flow and equity growth without the need for a large mortgage, uh, a large deposit or a mortgage. Now I've got a lot more uh, podcasts all about PLOs. You go and check out those editions. What do you do once you actually get a lead? Well, once the agent gives you a lead, you need to act quickly. First of all, you need to find out from the estate agent as much information as you possibly can about the property, the seller, and their circumstances. Now, very often the agent may not have all the information that you could normally get from the seller. So you need to arrange a visit to the property, ideally when the seller is there, if at all possible. Now, because of lockdown and social distancing, that is sometimes difficult, okay? But what you can do is arrange a viewing in the evening or the weekend outside of the normal estate agency working hours. You're not attempting to cut the agent out in any way at all, but it's always best, if you can, to speak to the seller direct 
to find out what's truly important to them. Now, remember, if the seller is genuinely motivated, it's not always the highest offer they go for, but they need the speed and certainty. And if you do meet the seller in person, ask them for their contact details in case you have any further questions. Now, always give feedback to the estate agent after the viewing uh, about what you thought about the property. And if you've made an offer direct to the seller, always pass it through the agent to make sure they don't feel like you're trying to cut them out of the deal. Now, if the offer is not accepted, tell them you'll leave it on the table and make sure you follow up every few weeks to see if the seller has become more motivated so that you can see if they become, uh, if they want to accept your offer over time. Now, once you've successfully completed a purchase through an estate agent, you go straight back to them and tell them you're looking for another purchase. Um, because you've just demonstrated you are a serious investor and they're going to take you far more seriously than other investors on the same kind of deal. So you've just worked your way into their little book of preferred investors and you're the person they'll call whenever they get a good deal. So your next steps, I'd really encourage you to reach out to one or two local estate agents and use these five powerful questions for yourself. I think you'll be really surprised by the potential deals that they could bring to you. Now, when you get good at finding deals, you'll probably find more deals than you can personally cope with. Of course, you want to keep the very best deals for yourself, but the ones you don't want, you could sell onto other investors for a fee, as long as they're good deals. You see, most people struggle to find good deals, and so they're often prepared to pay other people a fee for doing it. Now, I'm running a live online training all about how you can make a full-time income very much part-time by selling property deals to other investors. You can come and register for this free training at this website address. It's www.dealfindertraining.co.uk. That's dealfindertraining.co.uk. We're going to put a link into the show notes for you. So until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.